Merry Christmas and welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, we've pulled some special excerpts of Pastor Joel Gregory during our Christmas production entitled, Who Stole Christmas? Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Thank you, Mary, for having well, me today. thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a seat, please, please. <laughs> Pastor Gregory, welcome. Thank you. Thanks and thank again you. for having me. Thank I do have a question. Is it mm-hmm. Mary three words, did you know, or is it Mary one word, did you know? How does the Lord lead you? <laughs> did you know, one mm. word. That's what we're going to go with. All right. (laughs) Thank you for joining our program today. I'm honored. Now, let's just get right to it. Who or what do you believe is stealing the spirit of Christmas from us? Well, I don't actually think anyone can steal the spirit of Christmas because Mm -hmm. the world didn't give it, so the world can't take it away. Um, And there, there really is no Christmas without Christ. And so until you put the Christ in Christmas, Mm. uh, it's not a true Christmas. Mm. So what, so what I'm getting here is, is that Christmas, what you're saying is Christmas has, or it it, it could never be stolen. But what, what this feeling here is, is, is our reminder to carry, remember and spread the, the spirit of Christmas ourselves. For sure, for sure. So the world and media has done its part in trying to distract from the true meaning. So they've made it about commercialism and sales and shopping and gift giving. But at the end of the day, uh, it's really about receiving Mm. and knowing everything that Christ provided for us through his birth. I hadn't thought about it like that, Pastor. Yeah, so, so really... Now, people don't want to, if you don't mind, I know this is a a broadcast, but can I just talk to your viewing audience for a moment? Absolutely. The floor is yours. And so Christmas is is really essential. Mm. Uh, And so I just brought some notes here. When I think about the true meaning of Christmas, it has to center around the celebration of our our birth and birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so it really signifies God's love and his redemptive power for Mm. all of mankind. And, of course, that's what the world doesn't want us to focus on. They Mm. want to take our attention away from that. But there are really some key biblical elements that I want your viewing audience to take away from this broadcast. Please, please. And number one, you can't talk about Christmas without talking about the nativity scene. So let's think about that for a moment. You can find that in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. And so the nativity story describes the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, his humble beginnings in that manger and the angelic announcement of his birth to the shepherds. Mm. And so that's a good starting point when we want to talk about really what is Christmas and what are they doing to try to steal it. Mm. The next thing is, is biblical prophecy. Jesus fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophecies about himself. Jesus' birth is seen as the fulfillment of all of those Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah and how he would deliver his people. 
to us as Christians, he has known as our promised Savior. Is anybody glad that our Savior was born into this world? <laughs> Praise God. And these are things that, that people don't talk about anymore. I what about the right. incarnation? Mm. That's like a word we don't hear in church today. What is the incarnation? Well, the birth of Jesus represents the incarnation, the belief in our Christian theology that God took human form, that he stripped himself of his deity and came to earth as a man. So this event is viewed as the bridge between God and man. And Jesus said himself that there's no way to the father but through him. And so we really can't talk about Christmas without understanding incarnation. And then what about God's love and his grace? Oh, you have a church today. Such a powerful truth, right? And, you know, most national shows don't allow people to talk about uh, biblical things in uh, in this way. And so I want to thank you, Mary, did you know, for allowing me to do this. Absolutely. And so what about God's love and grace? The birth of Jesus is seen as a manifestation of God's love and his grace towards humanity. And it offers us salvation and reconciliation. And then the last thing I want to talk to your viewing audience about is the hope and salvation. Mm. Nobody can steal that from us. And so Jesus' birth symbolizes hope and the promise of salvation for believers And this is the core of our Christian faith. So a lot of times we get excited about resurrection, but if he was never born, he could Mm. never die. And so in biblical context, Christmas is more than just a historical event. It's a celebration of spiritual truths and God's plan for human salvation. And so if you have a paper Bible, turn to Luke chapter 2. Any paper Bibles in the building today? No paper, two paper, three paper, four paper Bibles. What about devices? How many of y'all look at it on your cell phone or your tablet? Look around the room. That, that's about 90% cell phones and tablets. Just turn to Luke's uh, gospel chapter 2. A lot of churches don't read the story anymore, but it's really so much truth that you can find just right here in the story. You know, I was always told that when you don't understand the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. And so this story kind of gives us some light into what the true purpose of God sending Jesus into the earth is all about. Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read out of the New King James Version, beginning at verse 1. And it says, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto or into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she bought, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8. 
Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior, who is Christ the Lord. Notice the first descriptive descriptive word here is there is born unto you a savior. Now, I did a quick word study on Savior, and of course, it's the Greek word soter or other places, it's soteria. Uh, but listen to this. In addition to the obvious meaning, one who provides salvation, the word Savior also includes deliverer, protector, preserver, one who makes you whole. So when you understand why, why God gave him, he gave him to protect you, to deliver you, to preserve you, and to bring your life to a place of wholeness. Listen to this. In ancient Greek society, the term was applied not only to gods, but also to human beings and to others who would benefit, uh, and those human beings who would benefit or their lives would be used to benefit others. Mary rejoices in God, her Savior, and she refers to the Lord's mighty acts of protection and deliverance on behalf of Israel. You can find that in what we just read. We know that the angel announces to the shepherds the birth of the Savior, who is Christ the Lord, one who would offer himself as a sacrifice to provide redemption for all. And then Luke's emphasis on Jesus as Savior can also be seen in the summary of Jesus' mission uh, when he said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. Now, I don't know about you all. I was a lost soul. Maybe I was the only one. But, but anybody else was just wandering around, just doing wrong, just... And thought it was right. Am I, am I the only one just? And so again, when I understand why God sent him, he sent him to seek. He's looking for you today. He's looking for you today online. He sent Jesus to seek and to save those who are lost. Let's keep reading here. I know I'm glad that I once was lost, but now I'm fine. Come on, do I have any witnesses in this place today? I I once was blind, but now I see. Let's keep reading here. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Anointed One, the Lord, supreme in authority. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, so there's one angel and then all of a sudden this heavenly host shows up and they all began praising God by saying, glory to God in the highest. Now this word glory refers to praise given to God. 
So can we just not let the heavenly host and the angels be the only one today? Come on, if you're watching in overflow right now, let's just praise God and celebrate God for his wonderful gift of Jesus. Come on, if you have anything to be thankful for, if Jesus has done anything for you, go ahead and praise God for the wonderful gift of his son, Jesus. The best gift that I have ever received. And it is the gift that just keeps on giving. It keeps on healing. It keeps on protecting. It keeps on delivering. It keeps on providing. It keeps on giving me light. It keeps on comforting me. It keeps on supplying all of my needs. Glory to God. And I am so thankful today for the gift of Jesus. And let's all stand to our feet as I bring this to a close. That's not all he said. And I don't know how we missed this part right here. And again, if if we would just get up and read the story, there's just so much truth in the story. It's not all he said. He didn't just say glory to God in the highest. He said, and on earth, peace. So on earth, if you've received the gift of Jesus, you should experience peace. How many of you know that's better than a car? <laughs> come, on, come on, you think you want gifts under the tree, but what you're really searching for is peace. Peace there is the Greek word irony, and it means quietness. See, when all hell is breaking out all around you. Come on, somebody, there's something about God can still keep you in perfect peace. As long as you keep your mind stayed on him. So it means quietness. It means rest. While everybody is up toiling and trying to figure out how am I going to get this and what are we going to cook and all of the stuff that at the end of the day doesn't matter. God is giving you rest. He's giving you rest. That's a manifestation of God's peace in your life. It also means prosperity. God is blessing you. Come on, whether you realize it or not, I said God is blessing you. You might say, well, Pastor, I don't have a job right now. But if you'll just thank him and praise him, there's one heading right in your direction as I speak. Come on, somebody somebody ought to catch that in here. What he does is he, he gives you peace. And in that peace, he provides prosperity. And then I love that other definition there. It means to be set at one again. See, so I think about when I was just running all over the place, doing wrong and trying to find peace in all the wrong places. Once I gave my life to Christ, he brought all that back together and made me whole. And when I think about wholeness, I'm talking about spirit, soul and body. My spirit is right. How I many you know it's a blessing to be in your right mind? Oh, my God, I need to say that one again with all of the mental health. And I'm not minimizing that. But what I'm telling you in Christ, you can have a peace of mind. And I thank God for my physical body. But that's not all he said. He didn't just say peace on earth. He said goodwill toward men. That word men there is translated as mankind. And I really had never looked that up before. So the phrase means that people are the objects of God's goodwill. So when you ask the question, why did he send his son Jesus? 
He sent him for you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, he sent him for you. Come on, look at a neighbor on the other side. Make sure that they get it. Tell him he sent him for you. Come on, turn around and look at somebody else. Come on online. Say, he sent him for me. If you're watching in the overflow, I'm telling you right now, if nobody else has ever told you, if you've never felt cared for or loved, I'm telling you that God left heaven to come to earth just for you. Somebody ought to thank God for that. So goodwill towards men, this phrase means that people are the objects of God or objects of God's goodwill. In ancient Judaism, the phrase described a limited group of people who were the objects of God's special grace. Folks, you are the objects of God's special grace. This right here, I almost took off running. The promise of peace and goodwill would come to those who would welcome God's only son. And so God, now if I promised you something, you might get it, you might not get it. I'm a human being, right? I mean, we're all subject. But God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not? There will always be a performance of what God promises. And his promise to you today is if you would receive his son and you'd welcome his son into your family, he promises you peace and goodwill right here on earth. So I want to see if anybody wants to receive that today. Why don't you give a gift to yourself today? So if you're in this room, you're watching online, or you're over in the overflow today, I'm offering you the greatest gift ever known to mankind. And God said he promises you if you'll receive that gift, you can have peace on earth. And he's going to bring goodwill to your heart. Goodwill is good intentions. That means even when the devil tries to do bad things to you, if you'll stay with God, God will bring goodwill out of that situation. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. 
If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.